and welcome to the very first episode of the Two Tones for Season 2016. A new coach, a well, a whole new spirit here at the Carlton Football Club, but one thing has remained unchanged amidst all the personnel changes, and that is the lineup of the Two Tones. Tony DeBolfo. Lovely to be back, Tone. Uh, Happy New Year to you and to all the uh, the loyal listeners of uh, the the podcast. Um, lovely to be here for episode one. And my hasn't haven't things changed? I think the last time we met, David Bowie was still alive, and, <laughs> and so was Alan Rickman. So oh, it, it, it marches on, doesn't it? A double blow. Talk about uh, two an ill giants. wind. An ill wind, but um, but there you go. Here we are. We're we're alive and well, Tony. Um, and as you say. Um, the one uh, constant around this place has been change, hasn't it? Because there's been so much of it um, since we last convened. A lot of positive change. There's, uh, I think, a ch- uh, 15 changes to the playing group itself. Um, a clean out of coaching staff and uh, a raft of new appointments in that area. And I've got to say, Tone, um, over the uh, over the period, there's a completely different vibe in this place. Icon Park is completely different. The, the way people are walking, there's there's chest puffed out, there's... Well, the membership figure alone pre-Christmas was staggering. I mean, this there is a new wind blowing through Prince's Park. A, a perceptive um, uh, analysis there, Tony, because, uh, yes, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think the members and supporters to a man, woman and child uh, understand and appreciate what Carlton has done, which, you know, in, in the history of the club really is un- unprecedented mm. to, to, you know... Uh, reinvent itself, start again and, and, and push forward with youth, you know, and uh, there's been so much publicity about our our young players that I'm sure we'll address later, that um, that the, the members and supporters get it and they, they understand where Carlton is heading and they believe in where Carlton is heading and so they support Carlton and well, it's, to, it is to, exciting. To coin a phrase, I can smell what we're cooking. <laughs> And let's be honest about that. Now, we've got a lot to get through, Tony. We have. We, we haven't convened since late August. We were, we were trying to work it out. Um, the, uh, September podcasts for the two tones have been uh, rare as hen's teeth, but yes. we're looking to change that, obviously, for this year. We want to push deep into the year this year, Tony, don't Do we? Do we what? And uh, well, let's not get too ahead of ourselves, but there is, as I said, a lot to talk about. We've got to start, first and foremost, with the reappointment of Mark Murphy as skipper. And if you want to see, I think, one of the best, most revealing and a, a really good probing interview uh, done with him on carltonfc.com.au this morning by uh, a new member of the Carlton Media team with a very special Carlton connection. Emily Angwin, uh, yes, uh, who incidentally has a, uh, a direct and, link. And, and it's not the Carlton connection, you might think, with that surname. No, it's Emily in inverted commas, no relation, closed inverted commas, Angwin. But she is related, uh, uh, Luca Ganani, our producer, uh, only just uh, advised, is related to one of the great pioneers of the Carlton Football Club, Lanty O'Brien, who I'm pretty sure stripped for the first ever Carlton game in the pre-VFA days of the 1860s. Wow. And was actually a member of Carlton's first committee. So there's probably uh, a story in there somewhere um, just to, to follow that lineage through, but isn't it magnificent that um, Lanty's great, great, great granddaughter, yeah. um, Emily Angwin, should um, uh, have the privilege of interviewing 
The, the current captain, Mark Murphy, and, and look, there was never any doubt in my mind that Murph wasn't going to get the gig. Um, he was uh, always going to get the captaincy as far as I was concerned. And um, and let's hope all the players to a man now get behind him as Carlton pushes pushes into 2016. Well, what you get a sense from in this interview, Tone, is um, well how difficult the last three years has been as captain. And he makes a very strong case, I think, that morally he, he had earned the right as much as anything else. And he has grown into the role significantly. You can see how articulate he is in this interview and how much passion he has for the club and just how primed he is. It's like a coiled spring and you get that from from everyone in the playing group. They are ready to attack 2016. That's very true, Tony. And uh, um, it was a very revealing interview where where he did tell Emily how uh, hardened he was as a person, how energised he was as a player Mm. uh, to push on. How hard he was, given you know the the, the difficulties of these these dark seasons, mm. which he's been front and centre. And as a leader, he had to wear a lot of of criticism, obviously. But you know the thing I'd like to say about Mark Murphy is, in my opinion, he's been a much maligned uh, Carlton captain mm. um, because uh, he's the one that does put his body on the line. And I, I suspect over the years, for whatever reasons, he probably hasn't been afforded the protection he deserved yes. from teammates. Yep. And I think that will change under Brendan Bolton's watch because uh, Brendan Bolton is all about team and yeah. uh, and I think we'll see strength in numbers. And I always think back to Hawthorne, you know, and I, I ask myself the question, you know, if Sam Mitchell, uh, if someone took Sam Mitchell on, you'd sh- sure enough see, you know, oh, Hodge or, yes. or Lewis uh, yeah, running it's, in. It's like to, Officer Down. Exactly yeah. right. And I think that's what we've got to get happening here. And I think Brendan Bolton, you know, is impeccably placed to instil those sorts of um, uh, values and responsibilities into the players now under his command. Now, Merce said he did a shoulder or he's, you know, uh, there was an incident with his shoulder in December. I'm hoping he he wasn't trying to yank a uh, half-price cashmere sweater out of somebody's hand at a David Jones Boxing Day sale. <laughs> what, what exactly did he do, Tone? Uh, Tone, it was basically a, a tidy-up of the shoulder um, in December, the legacy of uh, shoulder reconstruction uh, ah. m- midway through uh, 2015. So yeah. it was, a, I guess, a, a small setback for him. But as he revealed on the interview with Emily, um, he expects to probably resume the third uh, NAB Cup uh, week with a view to um, getting a game under the belt for round one. So um, he's on course. And, um, and, and I might say, too, that Mark Murphy, he looks felt, Tony. He's lost, to yeah. me, he looks like he's trimmed down. But across the board, um, this is real credit to Stuart Livingston, the strength coach. I made a note of this. Um, there are a lot of players at the club now who are basically um, they've reinvented themselves in mm. terms of how they look physiologically speaking. Um, a couple of players um, I've had to look at twice to actually recognise them. Mark Wiley's one yes. that just peeled it off, and all these players under Stewie's watch seem to have um, uh, reinvented their their core shape. Um, so obviously, I guess that fits in with uh, part of Brendan Bolton's plan. You know, maybe uh, we're going to see, you know, a, a, a harder running Carlton team through 2016. But it just, it is really fascinating to see how players have changed their their physical 
um, dimensions, I suppose. Now, um, Murph heads a, uh, a council of elders, if you like, Tone, a seven-man leadership group. Yes, very true, Tony. Um, we've got, um, you know, the uh, the old stage of Cade Simpson uh, just, uh, just as vice captain. endorsement, VC. Y- that yep. could easily read Victoria Cross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it could indeed. Um, 31 years young is Simo. Um, we'll obviously ably support his captain. Bryce Gibbs is in the leadership group. Andrew Walker is in the leadership group. First Indigenous player to 200 games this year for Carlton, hopefully, Tony. Great. Ed Curnow is there. Patrick Cripps, well, what a, what a season he had. Uh, and Sam Doherty was... I love the inclusion of Sam Doherty. Yes. Um, a, with that. A Carlton person through and through, yeah. grew up supporting the club, loves being here and um, I think still pinches his cheeks that he's actually running out. Uh, mm. In the dark navy blue, so fantastic leadership group, and I'm sure all to a man will support their captain to the hilt. They really will. The Patrick Cripps story is continues just to like the man himself grow in stature. Um, he's what another centimetre taller. He's 92, 93 kilos. Ninety three without the stilettos, Tony. Yeah, and, and 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 he's still growing. Look, and I mean it's it's frightening when you think that this is a man who's you know playing midfield that has got big Nick covered now. Yeah, well, isn't that amazing? In terms of height and size, um, just goes to show how much the game has changed in. What, what it's probably 40 years since Big Nick last played. Mm. So, uh, and, and of course, uh, that extra season now um, is growing into a man and um, I'd hate to be lining up on Patrick's Cripps, um, uh, the centre bounce, uh, because I just think he's uh, he's a sort of player that actually commands the football. Mm. Williams was like that. Yes. And um, I just think it's so exciting. As, as bad as 2015 was, for me, the, the you know, that... The green shoot that Chris Judd mm. always talked about was Cripps, particularly after Judd's demise and, and with Mark Murphy going over with the shoulder. Uh, Cripps just stood tall and um, I dipped my lid to Patrick Cripps. He's, he's going to be a great player for the Carlton Football Club and has re-signed. Thank you. Thank you very much. So uh, he's locked away and um, loves being here. So um, And he's front and centre of marketing as well. You come into the, uh, the foyer here at... Icon Park, and there you see him. He's just a great marketing tool for he the is. club as well. And he's such a he's such a pleasant fellow. You know, he, he'll he'll talk to anyone. And um, I just think Carlton is so fortunate that they've got the complete package here with with Paddy Cripps. So what a player! Can I just um, now? I know this has been mentioned, but um, again, uh, Emily interviewed. Uh, Jakob Weitering. Oh, I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank I'm impressed. you. <laughs> um, and mention the fact that I guess obvious to everyone, he's an old soul. He's only 18, and I had to keep reminding myself of that. What an immensely level-headed uh, young man he is. He's really impressive. Really impressive. He's a sort of fellow, you know, walks into the place and, and you think, well, you know, the club's not going to have an ounce of trouble with this fellow yeah. for the next 15 years, you know, and... Um, uh, probably a player that would coach himself, I would say. But as you say, Tony, um, a very measured person, very deliberate, calculating sort of a of a fellow, um, seems uh, to take it all in his stride, doesn't seem to be flustered uh, in any way and, and uh, again, is really enjoying the journey because for him and, and all those fellows from um, the National Draft of 2015, this is a journey, isn't it? It's a journey for the club. Well, he pointed out his surname was Dutch, and, of course, I immediately thought of the great man, 
Bruce Duell. So <laughs> can we set up some sort of academy in Holland if uh, that's the calibre of, uh, of man that um, yes. the Dutch are giving us? Yes, yes. Robert Klomp, I think, was oh, of course, uh, one, of, yes. one, of, one of them too. Um, so, look, you know, he, he will be hopefully the mainstay of, um, you know, Carlton's back six. From, yeah. from, you know, here on in. I don't want to put too pr- much pressure on the boy, but you'd have to think that he's going to be, you know, uh, front and centre uh, for the for the back half over the next how many years it may be. And he'd be a very cool head down there, wouldn't he? Absolutely, absolutely. Such a great route of the play. You know, my my um, uh, exposure to uh, Jakob Wittering has only been through <laughs> the videos on the, yep. on the website, but it, it's magnificent to see how level-headed he is. He is, and how well he seems to read the game. Of course, you know AFL footy; it's going to lift a notch um, or three. But uh, I'm sure he'll have the wherewithal to, to find a way and be a great player for Carlton. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting story that one. Um, Tone, we have to turn our attention to uh, the possible NAB Challenge lineup of the team. What are your thoughts on that? Well. From my understanding, you know, uh, there may be one or two uh, players that probably won't be starters. We know Murph probably won't be there. But by and large, I think um, Brendan Bolton would be reasonably happy with the the numbers that he has at Mm. his disposal. So, you know, I'd like to think that we're going to see um, some of the youth on show. Um, We'll have to wait and see on that. But obviously, um, uh, you know, Dale Thomas, who's uh, 2015 was was cruel in that first minute of the first game we, last year. We got a brilliant 40 seconds out of it. <laughs> we did, we did. But he's happy with that. Yes, yes. Uh, but he's he's uh, got through the summer unscathed, as has Matthew Cruiser, who That's um, exciting. has really impressed on the track. And I think this is a carry-on from that second half of last year mm. where, again, we talked about Cripps earlier as um, you know, something to, to cling to from 2015. Well, Cruiser's you know, showing oh. in that second half was, I think, would have warmed the hearts of yeah. all Carlton supporters. And uh, there wasn't much to cling to, let's face it, last year. But, but you know, Matty Cruiser was, was something that we could all um, uh, take a lot from. So hopefully they'll be there. They'll be yeah. there for, for the Hawthorne game. Um, and, you know, touch wood, they'll get through unscathed through, through the course of the season proper. Um, if you missed it as well, carltonfc.com.au. Uh, Daisy gives a great interview at the Carlton Family Day. He, he answers some tough questions, um, but uh, gave a great account of himself. And again, you know, he's just a, another player who's looking forward to making a big statement this year. Yes, uh, it, it, all players have their own reasons to, to impress, mm. don't they? You know, yeah. and, and I mean, let's face it, Dale Thomas is under pressure. You know, I mean, mm. he came to Carlton under a... a, a, a blaze of publicity and so far you'd be fair to say it hasn't worked so but he's what 28 maybe I think it's same age as Mark Murphy so you know you'd like to hope the best years are still ahead and um, and he's given himself every opportunity to perform at his utmost for the Carlton Football Club because of the way he's uh, conducting himself through the summer. Now, Tone, of course, uh, NAB Challenge, first game, Carlton v Hawthorne, Aurora Stadium, Brendan Bolton's old club. Um, we'll talk about what sort of statement he want, might want to make against his, his former employer. Not that he left uh, with any bad blood, of course, but you always want to make a statement like that. The changes he has wrought over the summer, can you detail some of them for us? Because they have been dramatic. Look, it's a great question, Tony, and I'm I'm going to answer that uh, with in, in somewhat general terms because I I think 
Brendan Bolton's uh, impact on the place has been across the board. I think he's tried to bring a new culture to the the football team, Mm. which seems to have permeated through the place and has been embraced by every player at this club. And it's one that binds all the players together, Mm. uh, you know, as as a core. And, and so effective has that impact been on the players. And I think that sort of culture is now being adopted by every other area of the, the club's operation. So um, uh, what we've seen is not only a change to the, you know, the modus operandi of the per- playing personnel, but also to everyone that actually uh, works within the walls of the Carlton Football Club. Mm. And it's a holistic approach. And uh, just on a personal level, I'd like to say something about Brendan Bolton. Um, I don't, I've only just met him, like everyone here at Carlton, so um, I can't say that I know him too well. So this is just a personal observation, that uh, I've met a lot of people in football and in life who are passionate mm. about... about their area, you know, and, and, and their loves and, and what have you. But I would uh, describe Brendan Bolton as fanatical. Yeah. I think he's a fanatic. Right. I, I think he's a sort of person that lives, breathes, eats and sleeps football. And when he was appointed, I had the great pleasure of sitting down to him, I think probably for the first interview here at Carlton, and uh, I asked him about about his DNA and he, and he related this story about how as a schoolboy he can recall his father taking him off to school in Tassie, dropping him off and as he got out of the car his father saying to him, oh I've got to go to bloody work now and he said I thought about that all day at school and realised that my father didn't enjoy what he was doing with his working life yeah. he'd been at the same job for 20 years yeah. and he said when he went home he, he questioned his father about it you know, and his father just replied by saying, son Whatever you do in life, whatever you do, make sure you enjoy it and the rewards will then follow. Yeah. And he said, well, at that time in my life, I realised that I love football and I love the game and that's the career path that I've chosen because it's something that I love. So that sort of tells you a little bit about, about the sort of person that Brendan Bolton is. And um, I, think, I think he's also a very effervescent, energetic char- character. Yeah. It's rubbed off, you know, on, on everyone that, with whom he comes in contact. So, look... Time will tell. You know, I, I think of Brendan Bolton a little bit like, you know, Jacob Vetering or Harry McKay or uh, Charlie Kerner. You know, they're starting out and, yeah. um, you know, the, the challenges will come, you know, and they'll, they have to confront the challenges, but that's fine. But you have to say um, Carlton, the Carlton Football Club is in great hands. And um, I do think of David Parkin also uh, when oh. I think of, of Brendan Bolton. You know, in, in what terms? What well, the, the Hawthorne the, connection, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, and what he brought to Carlton. And the emphasis uh, on education would be ve- another one. Very much so. Uh, you know, Brendan's a teacher. And uh, when I say David Parkin, I probably refer to David Parkin Mark II when he, yeah. when he came back in 91 at a time when the club was on, on its knees and, mm. and, and he had to make tough decisions on players like Reese Jones and Jim Buckley. But he took Carlton forward, and you know, f- you know, within four years of '91, hmm. uh, Kernan's on the podium, you know, holding up the silverware after one of our gr- greatest all-time grand final victories. So I think we're on the journey, and um, and it's an exciting journey, and um, and it's just magnificent uh, that Brendan Bolton's um, le- leading the charge because I think at, at Carlton, in Brendan Bolton, we're in good hands. Um, just anecdotally, I'm getting. Um, I think there was a, a comment from Dylan Buckley that he, he said words to the effect that I've real trouble concentrating except when he's speaking. Yes, yes, and, and Dylan, you know, he'd be, be, you know, he's a sort of like probably be easily distracted, but yeah. for him to say yeah. something like that 
uh, uh, it gives you an idea of the of the command that uh, Brendan Bolton has yeah. uh, on, on his own. And everyone at the club, you know, um, I, Luca will vouch for this, that the first day Brendan Bolton walked in, um, the, uh, the the media department were here and um, invited to stand to the cafe for a, a, a chin wag over a, over a cuppa. That oh. was his at his instigation. And, and it... For all of us, it, it made us feel pretty good that that uh, that he should do that, but that's the sort of fellow he is. Mm. Um, he realised that um, the people here at this club believe in the club, and uh, we're all in this together. And I think it's rubbing off on everyone, you know, on and off the field who has any any allegiance to the Carlton Football Club. There's an old saying that no battle plan survives first contact with the enemy. Um, he. It, and it's all great now. We we haven't we've yet to be the, the new lineup is yet to be tested in battle. What has Bolts revealed about the scale of the challenge that he's inherited? Well, I, I don't think he's under any illusions. But I, I think what he says is that you know that he he, he believes that he's in a great position in his evolution as a as a football person to be able to take a group of young players uh, along with him mm. and to teach them you know the standards and 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 the expectations demanded of AFL footballers at this level. I suppose he's come from a you know a great a great place in Hawthorne. We have to acknowledge you know um, how well that club oh, is, yeah. is conducting itself both on and off the field. And I, I, I think um, I think he'll imbue these players with um, uh, you know the the wherewithal that they re- need to survive on and off the field at AFL level. Um, the demands will be great, you know, particularly on the young blokes that um, they'll be ex- they'll experience, you know, situations they've never experienced before in their lives. And um, But I think I think in the coach they've got a, the person that can, can get them through and, um, and, and help them learn a little along the way, you oh. know. Um, I, I, I really believe that, that under Brendan Bolton um, the players will come out as better people uh, also um, for the experiences that they'll, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll endure along the way. And um, uh, what can I say? I, I can't add too much more because, as I say, um, it's only been a short, a short period uh, into the tenure of the new coach, but has he made an impression, you know, well, in those few You short compare months? it to the, the impression that Mick Malthouse made and the... The excitement this time around is more palpable. Yes. There just seems to be a deeper level of trust in, in Bolton. And not only that, but the process by which he arrived at the club too was, was so exemplary yes. on, on behalf of the club That's too. That's very true. Another thing that just came into my mind as you were talking, Tony, too, and I, I mentioned the parking link, was that in, in 1995, that premiership year, uh, one of the important um, decisions that David Parkin made was to, um, and this was through the then sports psychologist Anthony Stewart, was to empower the players mm. themselves with I- an input into where the where the team was heading and where yep. the team should go. And I think that Brendan Bolton has probably done the same here mm. to um, to encourage all the players to buy into where where the club wants to be or where where it wants to go. And I and I think. That inclusivity is probably um, f- bringing more out of the players. That uh, I guess there's a lot of players that probably maybe they've su- surprised themselves. You know, yeah. players that might have otherwise sat back or 
you know, introverts that may not have contributed to discussion are now uh, finding the wherewithal to actually, you know, make an input into where Carlton's heading and, and having a real real say on, on what should be happening on and off the field. So, Well, yeah, um, you, you, you set the goals and then make them own that success when, yes. they, when they reach them. Yeah, yeah the players a, are, he's, he's encouraging motivator. the players to take ownership and yeah. so they should. You know, they're, they're representing the club and um, they should have a say. Uh, look, it's uh, it's exciting times, and, and no doubt uh, Bolts will be tested by adversity, but it won't be 2015. That's all we ask for. Um, and it's going to be an exciting year. I think well, you, it can, is. you can honestly say that. Well, we get, we're going into the unknown in many respects, aren't we? And that's the exciting part. You know, who knows what, what the twists and turns will be and how the players will react, you know, how the coaches will react. They're all new. They've all coached, but none, mm. of, none of them at AFL level other than those five, you know, those five games of Bread and Bolton had as caretaker. Yeah. So uh, the, the, the challenge confronting this entire group of people is immense, but that is the exciting part mm. about this. And, and I think the, the, the members and supporters uh, appreciate and understand the decisions that have been made for the, for the long-term betterment of the current football club. And my view is that uh, they're on board for the ride. Yeah, um, and uh, and because I think they believe there is a there is a, a destination to this journey, and it's the destination we all want to get to. So, well, uh, speaking of that, there's uh, there's plenty of room on the Carlton bus. Um, the club record thirty thousand members before Christmas. That's first time in the club's history. That is a magnificent effort and a magnificent endorsement of. Uh, of, well, like I said, the, the due diligence that the club uh, pursued in appointing Bolton and the changes that were made. The club is currently aiming to hit 51,000 members before round one, and we're urging all who support the old Dark Navy Blues to be officially hashtag bound by blue. Well, we want them on board, Tony, as you say, and, and I think everything that's coming out of Carlton at the moment is, is, is positive and upbeat, and um, uh, I, I, I firmly believe that that 51,000 membership target is attainable yep um but we need them all all on don't we tony you're either with us or against us we want you with us that's true you think um for the first time uh i can't remember since when it'll be 10 years a a a game is actually being played here at princess park against essendon very true Uh, that'll be interesting um uh, i'm sure there'll be you know a bit of feeling in in that match (laughs) uh i don't know i can't speak for what's gone on here at um uh, down the other end of the city, but they tell me there's been a bit on. It's been a bit. It's been a quiet <laughs> summer, hasn't it? It has been, but um, but uh, look, we look forward to um, uh, you know trashing the sash, don't we? Uh, at uh, back at Princess Park, um, it'll be great. It's uh, two you know inner city Melbourne teams going hammer and tongs, and so yes, that's what we're saying. Turn up and be a member by the time you walk through uh, the, the gates here at Icon Park to see uh, you know. A game on the sacred turf of Princess Park. What better way to see it than actually to be a, a signed-up member of Carlton and help us reach that 51,000? Very true, Tony. Might even see you for a beer pre-match down at the Great Northern. Oh, you can twist my arm, Tony, see how you go. So remember the next game, Carlton v Hawthorne Aurora Stadium, 7.10pm, uh, and you can watch it on Fox Footy. This has been episode number one, we hope, of... Many, we hope we do go deep into September. Let's not count our chickens or eggs or whatever. I've pinched it 25 hatch. episodes, Tone. Yeah, good work, Tone. Be optimistic. It beats the alternative. This has been the two tones, Tony DeBolfo, myself, Tony Moclair. Uh, episode one for 2016. We will catch you next week. Go Blues.